Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I love promotion relegation. I think the distance... The distance, what is it in the Premier League, Sam? The top one automatically, or the top two automatically go up? And is, is there a promotion relegation game? Uh, yeah, so uh, the top two from the championship, and then there's a playoff for their third spot. Between? Uh, I think it's, I want to say three, four, five, six. Oh, okay. So the bottom three in the Premier League, just they just go. There's they no go straight pr- down. There's no game. They go straight down, yeah. Okay. I think they used to. But the point, the reason why they stopped... Well, they don't do that is because the the three that go down could very easily beat the championship teams, and so you'd, you'd almost never get a change, where it sort of it forces you to be good, essentially. Mm. I remember there was promotion relegation in New Zealand, and I remember I think two years in a row, I might get the teams wrong, people out there will remember, I think Northland won the next division down two years in a row and went to Hawke's Bay, who had come bottom two years in a row, and got beat by 40. Hawks Bay, and there was no change. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that, yeah, yeah. I, no, I remember a long time ago um, when they had the three divisions, Manawatu was in second division. And uh, they were in first division, actually. North Harbour started in third division. They won that. They, they won the promotion relegation, went to second division. And Manawatu came bottom in the first division and had to play North Harbour, promotion relegation, Manawatu lost. And I cried like a baby. Thanks, Frank, but I'm a little. But, <laughs> but the emotion around promotion relegation, we oh, don't it's have very exciting. Zealand. Very exciting. Um, and it's funny too because I just said there that, you know, like Everton was looking at getting relegated last year and everyone said, well, they'll go into the championship, they'll just blitz the championship. They'll mm. just kill every team by, you know, three or four goals and they'll go all the way out. Everyone thought that with Sunderland. When they went down, everyone thought, well, they're just, they've been a Premier League for ye- team for years. They're just going to go down and absolutely dominate and move back up. And they got relegated again. It's like, I don't think it's a certainty because those teams are competitive, yeah, the teams are. below. But I think in rugby, it might be a little bit different. Like, I mean, um, for example, if Manawatu or Southland or whoever comes bottom and they played South Canterbury, they'd beat them. And I think yeah. quite comfortably. And that's so, not a slider on you, South Cantabrians. And I, that's not a slider on the other teams who might win. <laughs> I'd love to, like, just actually present a plan. I mean, I don't know whether it's New Zealand rugby. There's a whole lot more behind the scenes that we don't know about that um, means that these things are ridiculous options or if they're just way too conservative, they never want to try anything. But, like, Jeepers, let's just – I mean, my ideal would be to scrap Super Rugby and well, – I don't know if you say scrap it, but basically make Super Rugby your NPC. Change the change the dates of the season. Have all your best players playing in the, whatever region they come from and they play for. Um, you can up the salary cap a little bit, but make sure there's a salary cap so that the talent gets shared around. Do a draft out of high school, so get a draft going. That statement, mm. talent shared around, there's yeah. got to be a way that that can happen. Correct. It there's has to got happen. to be a the, way. Because it com- comes back to fundamental arguments, right? There is no, there is no competition. Okay, I'm a big statement here. Tell me if I'm wrong. But can you give me a competition in the world where the the grade below the top tier, or the or I guess the alternate competition, is either just as followed or is highly successful outside of the top product? 
Like, so for example, you've got the NRL, right? Then you've got New South Wales, Queensland Cup. Well, no one shows up to New South Wales and Queensland Cup. No mm. one watches those. Games. Yeah, or 1,000, 2,000 people. It's like NPC. Premier League, right? A Premier is probably actually one example. Football is one example in England where all the lower leagues get very well supported. But, like, of course the NPC is never going to live up to what Super Rugby is because that's the way the product has been positioned. Super Rugby is the elite. NPC is a whole bunch of players who aren't all blacks or Super Rugby players, and so they're the product below. That It's never, ever going to get to that stage it was back in the day where all the best players played mm. for them, and that's why it was, was successful. So make it one comp. Just make one comp. Where, and you've got no more Super Rugby. That's the only competition, only domestic competition in New Zealand is the NPC. You can have you know, Heartland and that sort of stuff, but they either they're not professional or they're developmental, so they're under 20s or the whatever it is, but you should make NPC your one and only product and just focus on it. Like you, you've said, you know, you have to miss something to get it back. And there's there's your other adage, if it's rare, people want it more. Yes. So if there's only one competition... Supply and demand. Correct. Yeah. And it's the same with the NRL, right? There is only one, There are only 16 teams, or 17 teams, and there's only one NRL. And that's all it is, right? And that's the and that's the premier product. And then you share the talent around. That's what you have to do because you need it to be competitive. That's why the NRL is an appealing product because anyone can beat anyone else on their given day. And they day. all have turns. You don't have exactly. to go back too far where Penrith were called the chocolate soldiers because they melted under pressure because they were terrible. I said this yesterday. I said, tell me an NPC winner outside of the big ones. Uh, apart, from, you know, there's been a Taranaki, there's been a Tasman here and there, but outside of that, it's always been Canterbury, Waikato, Wellington, whatever. But in the NRL, I mean, over the last, I mean, there was a period in the NRL from 2001 to 2006 or seven where there was a different winner every year. Mm. 2001, Newcastle. 2002, Penrith. 2003, was it Brisbane? 2004, uh, Melbourne. Maybe 2005 was the Bronco, uh, was the um, Bulldogs. You know, like, they, that is West the ideal title, competition. The 2005 Cowboys. was West, sorry, 2006 must have been the Bulldogs. Or was it 2004? You know, it, it, it always mm. offers that up. And as dominant, and just quickly, as dominant as Penrith are right now, um, that is coming to an end. I feel like next year, I think Penrith are going to be a lot of a, a very different side, but they're losing Stephen Crichton now, and they've already lost a bunch of other guys. And I think it's it's they're only probably one or two more years away from not being that team that sits at the top every single year. Because in two years' time, it could be Newcastle are on a bit of a dynasty Correct. run. And do you know why that is partly as well? Is that because of the way the salary cap works in the NRL, they've, they've done it brilliantly, and that's why the salary cap needs to be further enforced in the NPC, is that, and this happens in the North America as well, you bleed young players, you blood lump young players through your side, right? But the young players get to a point where they're now superstars and they demand big money. Now, if you blood through, let's just say you blood through six youngsters who turn out to be superstars. So six youngsters come through, you've got them on 150k or whatever, your salary cap's fine, you're absolutely breezing. In three or four years' time, they're now the best players in the game. Nathan Cleary, Jerome Lloyd, Dylan Edwards, James Fisher-Harris. Now, each one of those players could demand 800,000 to a million because they're superstars. You can't afford to have six of those on your roster. So that's why the wheel keeps turning. It's the same in North America, right? They, so many organisations bring up a bunch of really young talent. They look amazing and it's such a young, fresh team and they're going to be amazing for three or four years. But then all the players start reaching that level where now they can demand big money and the team can't afford to keep them all and so they start to move elsewhere. That because is the, the natural, cap. correct, that's the natural progression of a salary cap. That's why, I mean, teams like Melbourne are phenomenal because they're able to bring young guys through, say goodbye to the old ones, and just sort of keep that wheel turning around and around. But for a lot of clubs, there's windows. And for Penrith right now, it's a big window. But there'll be a time, like I said, in three or four years' time where, God, I mean, even Jerome Luai, they thought they might lose because he wanted over a million dollars. They were thinking they were going to lose him. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, salary cap, very, very important and to make it competitive. And I think you just have to have one comp, Steph. Mm. Scrap Super Rugby. 
but make but make but pull put as much effort as you do into Super Rugby into NPC. Mm. You know what I mean? So you you, you bring in some Aussie teams. I reckon. I think bring in I New South Wales, bring in Queensland, bring in ACT. Yeah, yeah. They just need a rebrand of it. Like it, you can't think of it as like. Well, I guess you can think of it as regional, but you can, like combine all the best bits of everything together. Combine the best bits of Super Rugby. But combine the one. best bits of the NPC. Yeah, but just have one of them. Don't have both of them side by side. Oh, eight hundred. And then have best of three island of origin in the middle of it. Oh. Steffi, has NPC lost its value? Does it need to go to the old $10 for adults, $5 for kids? Get some numbers back and rebuild the live audience to create demand. Given the current financial situation, a stadium ticket is still $35 for each home game. Yes, I did look at that, like the covered seats. And in winter in New Zealand, you sort of want covered seats to go with your blanket. Uh, thank you, Jeremy. Steffi, come on the stags. Go and grab that shield off Wellington NPC. Keep it keep it how it is, please. New Zealand rugby. Cheers, Ken. <laughs> I absolutely, this is Josh, I absolutely love the NPC footy. I'd much rather watch a Ramfilly Shield game than a Super Rugby final. There seems to be a lot more passion in a good old Shield game. I miss the days of promotion relegation. I reckon relegate the bottom three teams in the top division to the Heartland Championship and promote the top three teams from the Heartland Championship after every season. Cheers, Josh. If there was parity of salary caps, I agree, but I fear, Josh, that the likes of South Canterbury, uh, Poverty Bay Bullet, those types of things would get flogged at the current situation. I like the model of promotion relegation, but the base model has to change first. One more for a quick break. Small stadiums would be awesome. When Tawa Club Rugby has a home game, there may only be a few hundred people but it is packed, so the optics are much, much better. Get rid of Super Rugby. It's dead since South Africa left, as Aussie are not competitive. Have the All Blacks and the best players playing NPC, cheaper tickets, full stadiums. Kane, I'm with you. We have to take a break after this. Hamish Kerr, Budapest, top five high jumper in the world, world track and field champs are coming up. He joins us after this.